we have something called Ghost University, and we try to teach people the way to do it. And because we always like to say, okay, you know, there's a way to do it, but then there's the ghost way to ghostify sure. it. Basically, take everything you know, throw it out the window, and this is how we're going to do it because it's certain standards for us. What's going on, guys? I'm Chris, owner of Swamp Rabbit Movement. I got my co-host, Ray Mack, Mack of All Trades, and also with the Damien Hall Group. Today, we have a special guest, Britton Briley with Ghost Marketing. How you doing, man? What's up, dude? Good. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. So, um, how long have you owned Ghost Marketing? Ghost officially two years. Two years? As the uh, LLC officially written by the state of South Carolina. Yep. So, were you doing it on the side a little bit? No, it was before that. It was Viking. Viking Solutions. Okay. Way before that in 2018, and then I rebranded two years afterwards. Nice. So, what yeah, made yeah, you rebrand? Yeah. Viking wasn't going to go anywhere. Yeah? <laughs> I mean, Norwegian blood, my background, it's great, but it's too personal. Yeah. No, no, one, no one cared about so what made you personal. what made you think of the name ghost i needed to have something to resonate with with clients resonate yeah. with what we do behind the scenes like post like ghost secret you know no one knows who we are which is what we love but we just our clients take all the limelight and we have fun on the background absolutely so. i love it man i love it um so going into marketing what as a as a new business owner where where are some common mistakes made going into marketing I think the hardest thing is you just think like it's a nine to five job. Yeah. Like I, everybody thinks, especially my staff and, you know, I, I try to train them to do this all the time is like, you know, it, you know, clients, yes. Businesses, especially if it's like, you know, a restaurant or, or let's say your business, for instance, whatever it is, it's like you operate in the confines of like, okay, a restaurant's open from let's say 11 o'clock to 11 o'clock at night. So the staff gets out at five, six o'clock and like, okay, so they have emergency at eight o'clock, emergency at nine o'clock, emergency at 10 o'clock. And then no one's answering the phone. No one's answering emails. Like marketing doesn't sleep. It's always up consistently. So I think that's the biggest connotation with marketing for our side of stuff. Now for clients, honestly, I think it's just understanding the the scope and layout of what marketing means. Such a broad term. Yeah. That's the one thing I hate the most is people like, I just want to market. <laughs> There's, there's a million ways to different times. Like, yeah. yeah. What, what a traditional digital or when you get into digital, then it's just, it feels like this funnel keeps on going deeper and deeper and deeper sure. until you figure out what it is. Absolutely. So I think that's the biggest thing is understanding. And honestly, I hate to say it's like marketing for dummies. You just got to break it down for the clients to understand what Absolutely. they're actually getting because they don't understand the value of it. They're not going to want to pay it. Sure. So, and you got to really watch when you're marketing too, like what works because what works for somebody might not work for somebody else. Like SEM might work for them, but it might not work for me. Exactly. PPC might be good for them. So it's it's all about watching and all that good stuff. What um, What's one of the biggest obstacles you've had with scaling and then just to get to where you are in two years? I think the biggest thing is just trusting people. And just delegating. You yeah. know, I have a staff of 12 now, which is fantastic. But when I started out, it was my third bedroom. You know, I controlled everything. I'm, I'm a control freak. And I hate yeah. to say that. And and my staff that watches like, yes, he is. Like, not not as in micromanaging side of stuff. But it's like, I have certain expectations. And with that, when you're trying to relinquish that to a staff that might just think about punching the clock in and out. And I, I've cycled through some staff. Everybody sort of cycled through staff no matter what to try to find those right people. Mm-hmm. I think the hardest thing with the scaling side of it is just truly trusting the process. Yeah. Um, people constantly just want to like, you know, scale and grow fast. I want to, if I can't get this done in six, seven months, I'm out. I'm like, yeah, it's going to take five, six, 10, 15 years to sort of get where you're at, but you're mm-hmm. building that foundation that can last for generations. It's not just overnight success. Exactly. There's a lot of light work that goes into it. Uh, I think another good question is that a lot of people get confused, like, and you would be the perfect person to answer. What's the difference between branding and marketing? 
branding yields no ROI. Yeah. It's just planting the seed to reap the harvest. It's just seeing the name consistently. Like, okay, I'm going to use an example. Jake Gilstrap, the Gilstrap family dealership. I'm going to say it right now. He's probably going to plug right now and I don't get paid anything for it. You've heard it, right? Yeah. You've heard yeah. It. yeah. Okay. Have you bought a car from him? No. Why not? It's not who I would even think of. When exactly. I'm going have you to bought buy a car? car. No. Yeah. You, you, you've bought a lot of fleet vehicles. You bought cars. You bought all this stuff. So I think about all the commercials that are playing on the radio every hour on the hour on B93.7, Hot 98.1. You know, you're talking about Summit Media, you're talking about WSPA. Hear it all the time. I'm like, okay, I don't know. I know so many people. I don't know one person that's bought a car from me. I know a lot of people. You probably know a lot of people. Yeah. So that's branding. He's just trying to get his name out there. He wants you to say, I know his name. Absolutely. But it's not generating an ROI. He's not seeing anything from that. Yep. So if I say, okay, now marketing, that's where I attach an ROI to it. If I sit there and run an ad for you and yep. I spend X amount of money, it's okay. How many calls did you get? Okay. What's your average booking thing? Okay, great. Now I can track that to an ROI on what we did. For sure. Versus that branding. So branding is more of the of more of like getting your name out there, uh, really truly doing that versus the marketing because I have to have an ROI to have a positive impact on my business. Absolutely. That's pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah. So with, with coming, like with starting everything, you said you're pretty control freak. So what have you learned that that's kind of hurt you versus helped you? And, and have you been able to step away from being a control freak and being able to build those systems and processes to, to give them to your employees? Yeah, no, it has. I mean, it's, it's been a learning curve for me. I, I am a human being. So the biggest thing Absolutely. with it is I, I have to learn to delegate. It comes from the core of myself because yeah. um, I was so used to doing it myself. So now that I have, you know, accounts team, I have a social media team, I have, you know, greater leadership team as well that comes and sort of helps run the office day-to-day stuff. I've been trying to step back more and more and, hate to say, let them fail. So say you only learn from when you fail. And the biggest thing for me with doing that, honestly, is I have to, we have something called Ghost University and we try to teach people the way to do it. And because we always like to say, okay, you know, there's a way to do it, but then there's the ghost way to ghostify it. Basically take everything you know, throw it out the window and this is how we're going to do it because there's certain standards for us. Um, And with that, relinquishing that to them, I want them to fail to learn. If they don't learn and I just say, do it this way, and then I take over and I do it myself, it never teaches them to do it it themselves and make them independent in what their job responsibility is. Yeah, that's kind of what we've talked a lot about with almost everybody in here. I think once you start giving somebody and then delegating, you kind of start seeing the growth, but then you're giving that responsibility to somebody and seeing that they can start to grow. And then if not, you can see if if that's a weakness and they just don't need to be on the team. That's another big point too as well. It's hard when you're the face of the brand absolutely yeah because that's your reputational that that's my biggest problem right now i think is being is trying to step away from ray mac well where's ray why is he not here and it's like well i don't need to be there like where this morning i'm late because i had to be there this morning and it's like and if i wasn't they always ask or they'll call the office you know complaining and bitching oh he wasn't there you know what's going on it's like i don't want to do i need to change my name (laughs) well i was actually at i was at a christmas party the other day for one of our clients well i didn't arrive oh my team arrived first to get production all this stuff the first thing the owner asked where's britain yeah (laughs) seth called me he's he's like he's asking for him like i'm on my way i'm on my way right now you have to show face like crap like i I was gonna go to it anyways but it's like I didn't arrive there when the team arrived there. They got there early to set up. As yeah. per usual, it's their job response, but I'm coming when I can. And I was like, crap, he's asking me my name. Yeah, it's like, they, they, he sees past every, all four employees that are sitting there right there ready to shoot. He's like, I don't see Britain. Yeah, I'm like, it should be like, well, people they should be blessed that you're coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What people don't understand is that you pay those people to do their job. Yes. And that's yeah. their job. Like people call all the time, like, hey, I want to talk to Chris. I'm like, I pay somebody really good money yeah, to exactly. handle that for me so I can focus on something else, but it's, you can't tell a customer that. Exactly. Well, it's hard, some, sometimes, like, and with me, sometimes you don't want to call me. I've tried to tell other clients that, like, if you call me, 
I'm going to I'm going to take longer to get back to you or I'm going to forget it. Yeah. You need to call the office. That is her job. She is trained to do that properly and efficiently. For sure. So if she's waiting if you're waiting on me, well it might take 2 or 3 days and now you're bashing me on Facebook. But if yeah. you called my office, she got you and within Absolutely. 24 hours sure. she's got I, your answer. I dealt so. with that with one of our clients like Britain just didn't answer my email. I'm like, "Stop talk, talking to me." Yeah, don't call. Gotta, me. I, I have 120 emails in my inbox right yeah. now. It's that's from just over the weekend. Like yeah. I have to clear them out like or that's why I got a new cell phone number so people can call the yeah. office and get yeah. to them. So then if they want to reach me, you have my personal number. That's For great. Sure. But if you need to reach us any other way, call the office. It's talk to your account service rep. I mean, talk to the leadership team, talk to graphics team like call them the direct yeah. source for trying to get me then takes us more tasks go finally get that so done. what do you think you can do to kind of start separating that more so just a phone number but other things that you think you can do well we actually sent out an email just recently to all of our clients uh I got chris, it, yeah. chris got it i was like okay these are the new standards and, and like because for the longest time for two years and i don't mean this in a bad way we let clients run all over us sure uh, and not yeah. not small private moving that's good we're the we're the uh you're the angel child um but it's like clients would run all over us and that's the issue and then like we'd do extra on top of this do this it would call us at late night people would hit us up every Sorry. sunday saying i need this 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 and i'm like the office it's sunday don't get me wrong yeah, like yeah. we might work might do stuff from home but it's like you're asking for stuff right now and it's sunday at five o'clock at night come on like yeah. those type things so we sent a big new email saying these are new standards for 2023 and if you can't get on them we understand no worries no hard feelings we're okay to wipe our hands of this but this is what we expect going forward well i think that's so. pretty smart setting your clients expectations yeah so. i really appreciate that email yeah. honestly yeah. i was like yeah, yeah. Uh, that might be something i'm doing because yeah. that's yeah. where i'm i get texts that seven o'clock on a friday and you're like we're not going to respond to you we, we will but like kind of give me a break you know exactly. we're nine o'clock on a friday night it's like yeah exactly trying to be with my family yeah. can we backtrack to this ghost university real quick yeah yeah go ahead. Oh, so yeah. when did you implement ghost university that was early this year okay so i thought of a uh, training we're trying to get the process and procedures down like as you know you when you scale and grow it's like sometimes you just scale and grow like okay now i gotta backtrack and go all the way down the foundations yeah. of process procedures because once you like do it yourself it's just in your head you're constantly doing yourself yeah. you're like okay now I got to train someone. Now I got to show crap. these people how yeah, to do it. Exactly. Yeah. I can't just say, okay, I want you to do it. And they're like, they're going to retain it. You know, they're not going to. Yeah. So yeah, Ghost University, we have our logo. We have a little, a uh, little, a uh, little, uh, what is it? Graduation cap on it. And it's a whole 42 oh. page document that goes through process procedures, goes through different type of marketing, cool. goes through traditional digital. So if a client asks like, Hey, I want to start like, let's say Francis Blake gets approached by one of our clients. Like, Hey, we do so much digital with him. Hey, I want to do traditional. What is the cost of traditional? And he has no clue. It's going to make us look stupid. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, okay, I want you to dive through direct mailers. What does a direct mailer truly mean? Okay, let's dive through billboards. What does a billboard truly mean? What's the average cost of billboard? Are you paying yeah. per billboard? Are you paying per, per location? Are you dealing with Lamar? Are you dealing with Fairway? Are you dealing with Blimp? Like all these different technicalities. So then when you walk up, say, hey, I will find out information. I'm going to give you a little nugget, but I'm going to go back and research and come back to you. So those types of things. Love them, That's man. really what Ghost University is all about, is teaching them as process procedures. Have you seen any benefit to having the Ghost University? Like, oh, absolutely. A lot smoother now, well, a lot easier to train. Yeah, well, Blake, one of my new guys, he he has no marketing experience whatsoever. He came in yeah. fresh. He worked at UPS, dude. He just yeah. drove a UPS. He's like, I just love what you guys do. His wife works for Swamp Rabbit Hockey. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, I just seen you guys around the tunnel. I seen you guys around. I want to do what you guys are doing. I'm thinking, do you have any marketing experience? Nope. No worries. This is, this is going to be your Bible for the next... 14 to 30 days i want you to study it in and out yeah so that's how i did it and it worked out it did nice hmm. that's awesome we actually prefer uh people that have no moving experience because exactly. a lot of times especially like seasoned people that have been moving forever i don't know why they would do it but the people that do do it they just 
they they can't take direction and they can't um teaching a dog uh, old dog new tricks yeah, ex- yeah exactly yeah um so we prefer nobody with no experience yeah, yeah. it makes it's a, a lot easier it's a blank canvas it's you a blank can teach canvas, them how to yeah. paint you can teach them how to do it your way exactly yeah. and that's the only way they know yep yep that is a good way to start developing people from ground up that way you don't have to worry about trying to fix their issues because that's usually the case is why they're looking for a job in the first place because it didn't work out somewhere else yeah. you know whether they have a skill or not then you've got that skill but you don't have that like um that work balance yeah. relationship I mean, it's a them. it's a pro con honestly i think experienced yeah. people could bring a lot of knowledge and that you don't have to really train them from ground up especially yeah. a brilliant canvas you have to really spend a lot of time with For them sure. and then if they don't work yeah. out you got to cut them fast yeah. uh there has, that learning curve has to adapt at some point where experienced sure. person they already have basically all that you're sort of trying to tweak it but there's pros and cons to both of it absolutely i think it's position position based as well like you're not going to go hire a ceo that doesn't have any ceo experience exactly yeah um but like for mover driver stuff like that it's pretty easy to yeah. train them get them oh, off the ground turn, yeah. turn on the ignition I'm, 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 I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm yeah well you got i mean you I'm have kidding. to do put that. the, put the, the key in drive exactly yeah. <laughs> look at your mirrors 10 and yeah. 2 I'm, the, I'm, I'm, but that's the sad thing is you have to do that with some people and i think that's what we're learning about the system and processes and being able to say okay like you know how do you use the bathroom well when you're done using the bathroom make sure you flush make sure you turn the light Courtesy off flush. and if you Courtesy don't do flush. that like people close down the lid if you're married well don't clog a customer's toilet yes oh yeah well Oh, dude, we had that happen in like a a, a sale. It was like a $1.8 million house. They're coming for an open house and somebody used the bathroom oh, and it didn't work. Man. And we're like, bro, like, and, and he just left it there. It's like, yeah. come back and at least clean Jeez. it up, man. Like, just like walk away, the walk yeah. of shame. But it's at, like the main the bathroom house. to the house, too. It's not like a hidden bathroom somewhere. It's like main walk in the house oh. and all you see is this guy's crap in the toilet. It's like, I got a pretty funny awesome. story. <laughs> Uh, when I was working at another moving company before I started Swamp Rabbit, there was this kid and he went to use the bathroom. And when he went to use the bathroom, he realized there was no toilet paper. Oh. After it was too late. <laughs> Did he use his shirt or something? He used his hand. Oh, uh, man. Uh, guess what else there was none of? Water. Soap. Oh, <laughs> His man. last name was LaRue. So the <laughs> remainder of his time at the place I worked at was LaPoo. LaPoo. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, that that's the, that's the serious thing, though, is like if you don't train them those little things, they, they'll they make it as an excuse, too, though, because then they yeah. have the right to come up with the excuse. Absolutely. Well, you didn't tell me I couldn't take a poop in yeah. the bathroom. You're <laughs> like, Not everybody has common yeah, sense, you shouldn't unfortunately. Have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so what... Um, Two years in business, and God, almost, only two years. Yeah, yeah wow. It's, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty good explosive growth. Explosive growth. Yeah. Uh, well, it was a Kickstarter by Viking. I'm not yeah, going to lie. Bob, we had a lot of that foundation from Viking. And then, a lot like, of your clients rolled yeah, over from you Viking to us. Yep. Our, did our, any drop off? or A couple, but they're also because our prices changed. Our yeah. value changed. Our yeah. proposition changed. And, and with us growing and scaling that way, the and not saying the bottom of the barrel whatsoever, it's more like what they could afford exactly budget wise exactly wasn't in their budget i mean getting a brick and mortar getting employees getting gear getting expanding our value yeah that was the thing where okay this is what's going to cost now well i've always been this well i have payroll to make we have taxes due we have i mean there's so much different costs involved that we're like this is our new price structure this is our standard this is our base we have to make money exactly we're all for-profit businesses i'm not here just to have fun and passion yeah we want to make business we want to have better schedules make it ourselves do you you break that down to your clients like hey you know look we've just got this overhead now we can't really offer these pricing yeah Yeah. they all understand a lot of people don't realize they're like well why is this guy so much cheaper well it's because he moves the furniture himself he answers the one man himself yeah Yeah. he only has one truck like 
when you start talking like you got four sales reps, two operations managers, for my case, yeah, uh, 40 movers, and like what I pay those movers, I'm probably paying 18% in taxes on them as well. Mm-hmm. Like there's just so many factor insurance, workers comp. I mean, yeah. oh, yeah, we do. A lot of people today. don't really don't. realize the back, like, yes, I make good money, um, but I also probably should make a little bit more money. Yeah. Well, you I also, I, I, I've always had that feeling of like, being honest with them yeah but also i can't because yeah. the biggest thing with is if i'm just gonna open up my books and show them stuff like oh well you know then then i this it just it creates a whirlwind yeah but i want to say like this is what it costs me to run business yeah, but they'll sure. never understand it once you they say won't. it that way especially like you know photographer videographers graphic designers web designs ux guys it it's expensive these guys yeah. salaries are not like oh hey it's 725 an hour no these guys are getting 34 dollars an hour yeah. so they're like why don't you pay them less yeah <laughs> Go find someone that can do our quality of work for, for sure. Go yeah. watch a swamp rabbit. You get what you pay hockey for. Intro video and say, you know how much that costs. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So are you um, are you having issues? Did you did you lose a lot of clients when you did that? Or no, no. For, for us, it was more like, hey, this is we basically. So what I do in my strategy here, and I'll, I'll open it up for that, um, is we don't go for the top dog. Yeah. I don't go for the lower dog. We go for the middle guy because yeah. like, we want you to be here. We want you to be at the top. I yeah. want you to be like them. Um, but I don't want to fish for the person that has no budget. Sure. So for us, when we move people out, we move a person right in right yeah. afterwards. Um, like we had that issue just recently with a plumber that we, we one plumber left us. We already had a plumber in the backup just to go right for and they're paying about do the same. Do you stick with um, one trade, like one person per oh. trade or do you kind of no, like coming? Oh, well, some some of them. Some of them can buy exclusivity. Like Chris okay. has exclusivity for South Carolina for, for Swamp and Moving. I gave that to him a courtesy as respect because that is how we work. Um, yeah. Uh, we, I remember the uh, the first time uh, that guy, I don't remember his name. I remember I was working oh, yeah. for Chris um, and this guy hit me up. was like, man, uh, I'm starting my own moving company. Um, I, I used to work for Swamp. I said, yo, you do not want to call me. I said, you have 20 minutes to call Chris and let him know that you reached out to me, that you're starting your own thing. Because I will not, I'm not going to sit there and say, nope. I'm just not let this guy go yeah. under the weeds because I think about Chris's process procedures on everything he's built. Same thing here. If someone worked for me and like, I'm going to go start my own marketing company. Okay. You signed an NDA and non-compete and non-confidentiality. Sure. Like you're not taking it, just running with it and Absolutely. all the blood, sweat and tears. So I remember that. And I was like, yo, Chris, this guy's hitting me up. I remember he that says he works for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, he's like, I'm just going to, Oh, I'm like, I'll let you go. <laughs> just yeah. hung up the phone. I mean, it happens. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But some of our clients, like great example, are our new one, new city move in in Chicago that Chris recommended us to, he bought the whole state of Illinois. So like yeah. some of them, we give them that option, but like I represent grill marks and hit burger they're two burger joints yeah but they're different burgers but they're still burger joint in town but they're okay with that they're like hey you know it's fine they don't either of them don't want to buy exclusivity so we can work for both of them for sure so that type okay of thing. that's smart um what, what's like one uh success story like did you get like did one company kind of bring you to that next level after you landed their their business i think honestly it was hit burger yeah. i yeah. say that hit burger we start out with him with viking and we just did his food truck. We marketed the hell out of his food truck. His food truck was everywhere. Went to breweries, went to HOAs, went to neighborhoods. I mean, we literally hoard out that food truck. Now he made money, which is great, but it's the branding yeah. effect. Then we did a sticker campaign and like all this stuff. And then finally his food truck grew so much that he had to get his brick and mortar. And he's looking at a second location now. And that's sort of our like case study and like more of like the biggest success story we can have because we took it from just one little tiny food truck and now he's you know i think a 2.2 million dollar location in malden which malden is just a sort Small of a pastor town. Yeah. exactly yeah. Wow. so so that's probably our biggest case study we have from the ground up from branding to logo design to concepts just all that stuff so nice so you did all you started with him from the beginning like you did very all big. his logo branding very and all big. That. yeah that's very awesome. wow. yeah that's cool 
So it's probably very rewarding to see too. It's like it is. It is. I mean, he had a consultant that came in and helped yeah. him with logo and everything as well. Yeah. Um, but it's like that that branding that came to it. I don't know if you've had any of his stickers or anything like that. We make pop culture stickers. Yeah. We have fun. Like even like this is sort of like a like a old school eighties nineties type of yeah. thing that we make and just have fun with. It's like those windbreakers. So, exactly. I just noticed that exactly. Like that yeah. Shirt. yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so I guess let's let's touch on what is your least favorite part about marketing. Or what's what's your least favorite specific job within marketing? The job or just marketing itself? Because those two different. It's two different answers. The too. job. Let's go with the job. Like, what's your least favorite to do marketing was? I think honestly, it's just it's really just all the data crunching. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's just so. T- I was just telling you, like, I was up all night until six o'clock, and then went home, went home slept for an hour. hour. And then got here. That's um, a two years in business drive. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, lost that a I long mean, time ago. But, but, but it's I also, but it's also that thing of like I knew it had to get done. Yeah, it's near the end of the year, so we have to plan for twenty twenty three. Um, and it's just getting all this data, getting all this information, taking it, digesting it. Then I have to put it through the filter of the brand, like the amount me Mondays, we think about yeah. quick tip Tuesdays for you guys. It's like I have to then take all this data, say, okay, what's happening in the market, and how do I take and put that tone voice and spin on it for the client and then not make two uh, two ideas the same like everything i do for swamp or i'm moving i'm not going to do for new city moving in chicago yeah, yeah, they're both know each other they're both going to see and like he's just copy and pasting why am i paying for this it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to make us look like schmucks at the end of the day well yeah. that is kind of tough so, you got to like be a voice for every single company and exactly. a different voice so that you're not just like oh yeah. it's not copy and paste it's not generic myself, stuff you know, i have to put myself some chris shoes does this put the best brand we basically go through five five w's who, what, when, where, why. Every time we do something, we go through those five W's. So if I'm creating a branding campaign, who, what, when, where, why. If I'm creating a, if we're doing Quick Tip Tuesdays, okay, who, what, when, where, why. I mean, we constantly have to go through those every time we do something. It's ingrained into our staff. Yeah. And marketing is ever changing. Like it's all like, especially on the Google aspect. Like I know their algorithms change all the time. So you have to like stay up to date with all that. I get newsletters. I get updates all the time. Like literally, I feel like it's push notifications on my phone, but on every update about any algorithm change. So Google so. does notify you when they do the algorithm mm-hmm. change. Do they tell you how to... They don't tell you how. They just tell you things that are coming and best better? practices. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just so like Facebook and Meta now, or I should even say I just say Meta overall between Facebook and Instagram, okay? Back in the day, it used to be just how many hashtags you used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it's all about comments. And what yeah. days you do it. And... Exactly. And then now it's all reels. Like you don't really want to do photos anymore. Photos are great, but you want yeah. to do reels, reels, reels. But then that takes so much more time, energy, and effort. Think about it. We have three cameras right here. It's like yeah. okay, taking all that cropping it down and then you have to get it done but then you have to do that for 18 productions every week consistently yeah. across the board for us and trying to have those timetables get them done by absolutely so that makes just sense. like it's corn it's gone now yeah. it's great for a week and a half yeah. you have to jump on that trend and then the next trend hits exactly well what do you think what do you see uh where do you see most businesses going in the marketing as far as like um what's the what's the future of marketing i think it's a 50 50 split a lot of people are going used to go away from traditional and they went straight to digital because their budgets were tight. Yeah. But now digital's so oversaturated. Yeah. And I hate to say that because I'm in the digital space that people are starting to lean a little bit more into traditional because like mailers, get, and yeah, mailers. Yeah, exactly. Radio ads. Yeah, radio ads are great. It's just, you know, we have to hear them eight, nine, 15 times yeah. before yeah. it sinks in. Um, but everything between marketing getting so oversaturated. So how do you cut through the noise? That's the hardest thing. That's what we have to think about. It's like that, those five W's. Okay, if I'm going to target a female, okay, where's this, what's this female's demographic? What's their lookalike audience? What is their buying persona okay where do they consume data do they consume yeah. it on spotify pandora do i do radio ads that like digital radio ads yeah. do i do social media and instagram i get an influencer or 
do I hire a family like Lindsay Molnax and I put her as the the poster child of, and it's a her Brad and her two kids and use a commercial to tie up. Oh, that's, that could be me. I could be that mom. Like yeah. it, it's just how you consume that. Because so. everybody buys from an emotional state. Absolutely. I mm-hmm. think almost all buying decisions are emotional. How much Star Wars crap I bought because I like Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has nothing to do with, it's just like, oh, that's Stormtrooper. Bye. For My sure. wife's like, really? I'm like, yeah. It's like, why? I'm like, I grew up on Star Wars. It's emotional. Yeah. If you can tie somebody's emotion into a purchase, it's pretty easy. So. Exactly. Yep, yep. Yeah. What do you think is one of the biggest mistakes that like um, like marketing companies are making right now as far as like for their, for their brands? I think it's being cookie cutter. I mean, Chris talk about this. Every brand's different. And a lot of times, like for us, we're all a cart. So clients pick and choose the one and we build a plan. Like everything's different, but a lot of them are just like, okay, this is our minimum. Great. I understand you have to have a minimum to make business, but it's like, okay, level one, two or three, that's it. I'm like, there's no wiggle in between there. There's no taking this out, putting that in. Um, And a lot of them just, they go with someone like, uh, we're dealing with someone right now that transitioning from another marketing agency and she's like they don't have my passwords they don't have this they don't have that and then on top of that it's all graphics and it looks like it was made on canva like all of it does and you know yeah canva's great adobe illustrator's great there's different pros and cons to every type of graphic design some easy layering type of stuff but it's like it looks like my 13 year old daughter did it well that's what i think canva's made for is for like consumer use exactly it's fast easy for the ones that you know do themselves a a one-man band i need to do something fast but like this company's huge yeah Um, um, and she is just so frustrated with it. That's like, they just put me in a list. I'm just a number. I'm like, you're never a number to us. You have my personal cell phone number. You can hit me up or talk, call me anytime you want to, or you yeah. have my staff's numbers. Like, I feel like the the biggest issue that people make in marketing, they just go with what's available to them and they don't actually push back. They say, oh, I guess that's the way it is. I'm going to yeah. pay this money. Yeah. So like we were talking about, uh, you know, S- um, um, you know, uh, search engine marketing. We're like, okay, hey, you know. SEM is great. It's very deep pocket. I'd rather you yeah. do LSA. So you pay yeah. one flat fee, you get ranked, you Google guaranteed, yeah. you're set. Instead of spending, you know, twenty, thirty dollars per day per word, and you're fifteen hundred dollars per word per month. Yeah. Like I've ha- I have twenty words. Fifteen hundred times twenty. There That's we go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So those type of things. I had that with a, a marketing company I hired and like when he started, he made some great logos. I was giving him the run of the mill and then all of a sudden like he starts putting out these generic like construction posts and I'm like, man, we don't even do that. You know, yeah. he's like, oh yeah, okay. And then he changes it to like, oh here, I'm like, dude, like are you even looking at what you're doing or are you just rolling out? Like he had like pre-planned publications that they would just come out when they were ready and it was just like the most generic like like he copy and pasted an article off of like construction.com and I'm like, dude. What? That's like, why we're so ingrained in to ghost productions that's our, our other entity yeah. we have to have authentic content yeah, to go sure. with what they're seeing because you know i can yeah i can go to shutterstock but okay moving companies you see like yeah someone yeah, like, yeah. nowhere and it's just nine overall yeah it's still got yeah. the, the then, then, then they go to canva and put the logo on the box and you see it's overlaid it's not even right i'm like i'm like what the heck is this um and you just look at them like this is this is not what you pay a marketing company for they're, we're supposed to be creative yes but we're executioners we, sure. we need to go in and execute the plan it's great like i was talking to someone there i said you know i love a flying car I have no clue to make it, so why do I even bring it up in a meeting? Like Absolutely. those type of things. Yeah. Like it's great to think of it, but it has no value to the to the meeting or anything if you cannot execute what you're talking about. Yeah. Absolutely.